Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. As always, I'm joined by Cristian Putalias. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode and with a special guest. Yeah, there's uh, no Rodrigo this time because he's out there on a different Texas Derby being the Astros against the Texas Rangers. So we have a very special guest. It only took, what, 22 episodes to get our boss, El Jefe, in. Uh, and we are joined today by Dustin Richardson. Dustin, what's up? What's up, guys? They finally let me on the podcast. Shoot, we're just <laughs> we're just hoping we don't get canceled now. So I'm watching it. I'm watching everything they do now. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, Dustin, uh, people probably see your name often on the uh, the website. You want to let them know kind of what you do? Yeah, uh, they let me push all the buttons and publish things, basically. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Uh, one of the editors at Dynamo Theory, I do a lot of the writing you see. Um, so if you have issue with like player ratings and stuff like that, you can take that up with me. I'll uh, I'll argue with you on Twitter if you want. <laughs> yeah, he's on the keys for sure on that. And I think you do a fantastic job, man. You keep us, uh, you, you make everybody's uh, work look much better at the end of the day too. So we, we're, well, great, here. we're grateful for that because, you know, some of us are, uh, English is not our first language, apparently. So, yeah, <laughs> there's that. Shout out ESL. <laughs> but, guys, we had some really good and interesting match that happened this weekend, which was the always loving Texas Derby. Um, it uh, didn't go as great as Dynamo fans, I suppose. Um, but at this rate, man, are we even used to winning away games? Not really, unless it's an Inter-Miami game. But uh, before we get too much into it, um, Christian, you were at the game with me. Dustin got to watch it from home. And we don't even know if that goal was a goal. But we'll get to that, right? We'll get to that. But uh, Dustin, you know, being that you're, you're a special guest, man, we'll start with you. Um, your thoughts on the match, man? You know, I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um I feel like that was your typical Dynamo road game of the last, you know, five, six, however many years it's been. It was like, you know, they got a goal early. Um, And I think I was kind of looking back at the game um, too and um, looking back at when I was doing the player ratings and I had completely forgot about that Pasher miss right at the beginning of the game. I think it was like the sixth minute. Um, that was it. Like, and from six yards out, he just booted it over. That was. It was huge. with his left foot too. Yeah, it came like right across his, like right across his left foot, and he just totally shanked it. So that would have been that would have been huge. And then the Ferrer goal was was great. Um, it's good to see him score. But then the second half, they just I don't know if it was Darwin going out or or what happened, but they were just. I mean, we, you mentioned the memo goal, no goal. Um, it, but all in all, I mean, they just sat back and you just felt it was coming. Like, I know I, I did. I had I had tweets ready. Dallas goal. I just like <laughs> it was in the drafts. Like I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like, but it feels like that's the same feeling we've had. You know, like you said, in an away game. It's, oh, it's away game. When's the inevitable crushing something happening for us? And oh, there it was. And then oh, there's another one. Like five minutes later. So. It, yeah, it, it it sucks losing to Dallas always because they're Dallas, and it especially sucks losing in that fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, man. I mean, the vibe in the uh, in the atmosphere at the game was pretty funny because being with the you know the away supporters that we were, uh, we were probably the loudest people in the stadium for most of the match. And yeah, at least as, 80 minutes. Yeah, at least 80 minutes. And then uh <laughs> yeah. but but what I my my big issue was obviously you lose Quintero late, you know, in the first half, it has to get uh subbed out. And you know, when we saw the starting lineup, I was just like, who the hell are we gonna put in if we run into issues? Because 
I think playing or starting Pasher, um, you know, we've seen Pasher come in as a super sub and do a lot of damage. And we didn't have that, you know, once the injuries to uh, Quintero and as well as to Mativera. It was just like you're downgrading. I mean, we already don't have like the best starting 11 uh, compared to other teams in MLS. So it was a big step down. And like you said, it eventually felt like uh, Dallas was just coming closer and closer and closer. And you were just, you knew a goal was going to come. And once it did, um, that goal in the 87 minute kind of changed the whole perspective of the match. And then that, that goal in the 93rd minute was just like, you know, it, like, it was just, I had never seen, you know, being there, especially just seeing how the, you know, the, I guess the ecstasy or the explosion of just emotions from the other fans. Oh, it was just like so gut wrenching, man. But Christian, you know, kind of your thoughts on it, man. I, I mean, about, about the same thing. I mean, if I start talking, I'm going to get into like specifics. So I don't know if you guys want to go ahead and jump in because, yeah, I mean, it, it's the same same idea as you guys say. I think the first 45, we we played very well. We I could even say that we probably played a little bit better than they did. Uh, but obviously, you know, Vera coming out and Quintero coming out wasn't the best for us because, like you said, you know, looking on, on who we had on the bench, nobody could could really fill those gaps. Uh, I think, honestly, I think Seren did a okay job coming in defensively. Uh, but when it came to, like, creating chances, I think well, once Quintero went out, like, there was... I, I even and, thought Palomino, you know? Yeah. I was like... Throw the kid in. He has a little bit more of a of an offensive mindset, you know, to kind of do something. And, you know, Memo went in, and honestly, I didn't expect much. Well, and but. see, this is where I was going to say, this is kind of when you have to talk about the elephant in the room being that goal, right? Because uh, Memo came in. The team still looked good. There was that opportunity. Uh, my dad was in the game sitting next to me. And as soon as we got that freaky guy, I was telling him, this is a memito golazo. Like, I just kept telling him that. And in real time, I saw the ball go in. And I was just, like, jumping and hollering. And uh, that's when you, Dustin, and, and, you know, a few of the guys on the group chat were saying how the commentators were in real time also saying, it's a goal. Like, it, sh- it shouldn't be. And so we run into the issue, you know, that you you did a great job of highlighting in a recent article about, you know, the the standard that MLS maybe should hold their uh, TV partners. And I don't know if you want to touch a little bit on that, you know? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I, what's up? I kind of got on my soapbox. It's weird because like I have these like just fleeting thoughts in my head. Like I'm laying in bed on Sunday night or Saturday night after the game. And I just start thinking about this. And then I think to myself, I should write this down. Or I should write about this. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that goal was it a goal was it not a goal we don't know when I was watching it live I thought it was in too um it looked like the ball was completely past the line but I don't know but the the thing that bothers me and what I wrote about is that that game was on national tv you had Univision I think it was Univision um broadcasting it you were at Toyota Stadium in Frisco which is like a soccer specific stadium it's built for soccer and you don't have it. You, the closest we can get is like some camera in in row F, like section two hundred. Like the camera really, was. The, let's just say the camera was in Dallas. You know, the game's in Frisco. The camera was in Dallas. Basically. Yeah, it was on. It was on some building in Dallas or something. Just zoomed in. I mean, it, you 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 can't have a anywhere closer to see that. And it, I, obviously, VAR can't overturn it if it's not you know clear and obvious or whatever they they wording they use. And and furthermore, you have other TV partners like ESPN that have these target goalpost cam, you know, like this sponsored camera that's literally like embedded in the goal. And you can see like the goalie sweat on his, the back of his legs. It's so close. So, I mean, if that if that Dynamo game's on ESPN, then maybe that's a goal. And if it's on Univision, it's not like that. To, that's that's unacceptable from MLS to be able to have games and, and results determined on what channel the game's on <laughs> yeah and i mean you mentioned the fact that you know trying to the decision made or not made yes the dynamo were still 1-0 and they they didn't necessarily lose because of that 
but that definitely changes the the match overall right uh and so just having i think to me and being there my biggest issue was not seeing the ref go to look at it you know kind of make his own decision especially such a question and call being a goal or not <laughs> at this rate but uh Christian, anything you want to add on that? Yeah. Also, I'm surprised the players didn't like. They didn't. You know, I don't know. I was trying like, to, and I never I went it's not back. Football, because you know, football, like you can like throw a flag or whatever. And maybe <laughs> they should probably implement that nowadays. Because I mean, yeah, you. But yeah, that's a good point though. Like you know, when you see like a like or the, the reaction, handball and, like yeah. a handball in the box, players are like jumping up and down, like yelling yeah. at the referee. Like the Dynamo players were just kind of like. And then Memo went over and took the corner and like, yeah. nothing happened. It was like, yeah. they, that was weird. That was, they, ne- yeah. they never yeah. really protested. Or yeah, anything. I, I never went back to see just the player reaction when it happened. You know, like just to see facial expressions by it. Because to me, I saw Dallas kind of walking towards the half. You know what I mean? Like kind of walking away from the goal, thinking, man, that's a goal. That has to be a goal. Yeah. But you're right. Nobody really from the Dynamo really protests that. For sure, some players like it. Like some of the players thought like it was a goal, and then some of them were just confused. And then obviously, like if you're smart enough, then you know, once the doubt is there, then you completely you know throw the doubt out there, and you like yeah. It looked like it was, Sebas, it wasn't, but... looked like Sebas was like calling them in to celebrate. He was like hugging them all. <laughs> Like and that's a smart move right there because if you if you get your whole team to as an Argentinian, you know that better, right? Didn't well, yeah, Maradona did with that with the hand of hand yeah, of God. I you have you exactly. You have to like it's like it it's it's in the head too. You know if if the like you know if you guys were watching the goal today in the uh, Manchester City uh, Real Madrid when they scored, I think the third the fourth goal that you know the guy fouls the guy and everybody kind of mm-hmm. stops because the the the, yeah, the ref they played advantage you know, he, yeah he takes the whistle to his mouth but he doesn't really blow it right he doesn't blow the whistle and and everybody just kind of looked at him like wait are we playing or not and the guy just kept going and he scored a badass goal but you know like you have to be you know attentive to those things and and that's why you know Seba was calling everybody like come celebrate you know at least let's put that doubt in them and you know, extend you know the the time, and then yeah. if we make it longer, then he's gonna have to go check. And then also something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, uh, the fact that Paulo in the press conference, he was you know like, I don't know, I thought I had a more of a as a like a fighter, like in the way of like, you know, uh, you know, f that ref, you know, he stole the game from us, whatever. I guess he doesn't feel like the. Well, the derby like we do, I, but I don't even think it's it, it maybe for like the same know. reason. There's no evidence that they could have said clear goal or not. Yeah, and because think, of that, yeah. Yeah. I think too, like he he knows he's gonna get fined if he talks crap about the refs. You know, like if he yeah. if he starts like if he starts on these like oh the refs screwed us or something, the league's gonna come down on them and I, they don't want they don't want that monetarily and they don't want to be known as like you know whiners yeah it's <laughs> so, gonna be no, like yeah, yeah that's true but no. you said something like yeah i, I, I hear like you a too. little like a little you know a little jab like yeah, you know like, hey oh, it's questionable you know like you don't have to disagree completely and call him out but you know you could say you know maybe he could have checked it or whatever yeah he but obviously you know too either yeah after you know when you when when after you read like the article that that Dustin did and, and you start thinking about those things, like everything kind of makes sense because you're like, like it goes beyond, you know, a, a referee making a call or, or, you know, was it a goal or not? Like, it's crazy how something like that can open up the eyes. Cause honestly, you know, I didn't, I never thought about that. I never thought about the fact that, you know, depending on, on the channel you play, like literally it could be a goal or it could not be a goal, you know, but Hopefully, you know, somebody, you know, realizes and, and thinks about things like that because you could, you know, like who, you know, maybe if it was a, a bigger game, you know, two teams that are, you know, the sweethearts of MLS, you know. Uh, oh, if it would have been LAFC LA, or Atlanta. Oh, yeah. If it was El Trafico, this would have been like the yeah. lead story. You know, it would exactly like, like. All the podcasts, all everything, everybody mm. writing. It would have been on ESPN. Like it would have been on everywhere, just because of who was playing. But obviously, you know, 
Texas, Dallas, and Houston, the two of the teams that have been doing poor for the past few years. And obviously, it's like, yeah, just sweep it under the rug and do a little video on, on Twitter. You know, who was it a goal? You make the call. It's like, bro, you can't be doing those things. Like, that's just a slap on the face. And like, I think, I think you know, you were, you were talking about, like, Paulo, like, saying something about referees. I think we kind of got tired, too, of, uh, you know, in the Tab Ramos era when he would mention, oh, yeah, we get another apology letter from MLS, you know, from their bad refereeing. That's kind of what I was feeling. I'm like, are we going to get an apology letter on Monday of, you know, how, oh, it's my bad. We, we, we messed up. Sorry, guys. Uh, here's your zero points for the game. You know, it's, it's, it's just not a, a, a good thing to see. But then again, I, it, I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it, it it's, A, it, it, I'm thinking it sucks more because A, it was a goal or not a goal. You know, like it was, like that's a huge moment in the game from 1-0 to 2-0. Um, and the game that ended 2-1 was a huge moment. And then two, it was coming off the game before when Teenage got those two yellows that were, questionable, questionable. call questionable call <laughs> and, sure. and paulo paulo even you know kind of mentioned that too so it's like two games in a row that was like game changing decisions from referees it's like why can't we catch a break here <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't matter if we play home or away it seems like we kind of get the worst end of it for sure mm-hmm. so you know guys obviously uh yeah the texas derby loss uh not that we were really expecting a win but we were so goddamn close it, you know it was there it was there for the grabbing um but apart from you know taking that you know zero points home or no points home basically um we got injuries to talk about right Quintero again being out uh Mati being out a couple times the trainers went out there and looked at Steve Clark uh that's the spine of the he was, team he was working yeah, he, he was. His ass off. Man, he kept doing some amazing saves before, you know, the two super really easy tap-ins, if we're being honest, right? Uh, but they had to be there. You know, somebody had to be there um, for, for uh, FC Dallas, and they were. But um, what is injuries going to look like now coming into this weekend? You know, I mean, it, it, the injury report hasn't been the nicest to us because, I mean, we've seen that Daniel Stairs hasn't been a part of it yet nobody's in those sheets um but Dustin how are you feeling this weekend you know without probably Quintero and Mati especially Quintero especially I think is a concern because you know he's he's older he's what 34 33 34 so you know any like even little (laughs) nagging injuries I know right (laughs) but even like a little nagging injury you know is going to be something that could could cost him a couple of weeks or something just it's just the nature of it and you know hamstrings things like that especially for guys like him in the midfield that run so much and create and, and rely on you know um all that to be out that would be rough i saw victor um from the striker tweet did tweeted about darwin at, being at practice today so maybe that's a good sign i don't know um but if you if you're without Darwin and Mati, you're looking at I guess Memo and Seren for 90 minutes, and uh, I know we'll talk about Austin in a little bit. But Alex Ring is probably one of the best center midfielders in MLS, and he plays for Austin. So you really want Coco, you really want Vera, you really want Darwin in there. Um, so yeah, hopefully we get an update. I think uh, Paulo talks to the media tomorrow. I think so. Um, yeah. Thursday or whenever you're listening to this. So yeah. um, hopefully we'll have some more information on those guys. Yeah. I think we need to make sure to hop on and ask that question. See if he answers it for us for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a big, that's a big issue because, you know, when we look at, you know, like we were saying, look at the, at the, at the roster, you know, look, you look at the depth of this team and, and nobody really can fulfill that Quintero position, you know, like, He's the only playmaker right now. And, you know, like I said, maybe a Palomino, but, but then again, you know, how much can Palomino give, you know, at this level? Yeah, I, I, we all know he has, he's a quality player, but, you know, Danim, you know, Danimo, it, it's one thing, you know, he played in the US Open Cup. Obviously, you're playing the USL team. Obviously, quality is not, you know, it, there's, there's levels, you know, uh, especially if you're going against an Austin that, you know, they're in second place. 
uh, and they're supposed to be playing a lot better than than what we're they're known to be played, or whatever how that phrase goes. But you know what I mean. Uh, so basically, we're going against a good team, and like doesn't say you need those guys to to be there and be dangerous because if you don't have Quintero, who is our best player out there, who's gonna take over that role? You know, Coco he he can try and do it, but he's not. You know, he's not. 100% that role, like that creative. Well, he's creative, but he's more of a defensive creator. I don't know if that makes sense. I was listening but, to uh, or either what's her tweet or part of a podcast kind of describing the midfield. And they were kind of describing the three guys that tend to start, right? Whether it be Coco, Vera, and Quintero. And they were like, well, Quintero's way too attacking, Vera's way too yeah. defensive, and Coco's kind of the distributor. They don't they don't mesh well, and I'm like, are you serious? That's literally what you want out of your yeah, midfield. That's the perfect three. Yeah, man. that that you can't get any better when you know a combination of everybody kind of doing their best in that scenario. And again, you you we have players like uh, Diago, right, that are still having been a part of the the first team. We did see them a little bit with Dynamo Dos, but. Again, you see the bench, you see Pasher starting, and you're like, who's going to come in and change the game for us? I feel like, I feel like too, like you guys mentioned Palomino, and it feels like Paulo, Paulo threw Bartlow out there, you know, so I don't think he's afraid to maybe just throw Palomino out there and see what he does for 60 minutes or something. Um, wouldn't, would it surprise me? Yeah. I mean, but then again, Bartlow just being thrown into that game in Miami, you know, was pretty surprising. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. So if Paulo trusts these guys and, he, you know, him and Kenny Bundy are super close, it seems like they're, they, 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 they train um, all the time. Palomino was on the bench last week. So, hey, if Quintero can't go, I mean, would you rather see Palomino for 60, 65 minutes or would you rather see another? dose of memo or right. I don't even know who else. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. That's all you got. Honestly. That's pretty yeah. much yeah. it. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's not really a lot of rotation in that area. No, yeah. there's, there's not. And I mean, obviously you can tell um, I, out of the top of my head, I can't think of when the transfer window opens up again. I'm assuming it's in July, but them, you know, calling back Nicola Moyne and, and, you know, waving him. I'm assuming they're waiting to, you know, kind of get some roster, you know, slots open that, you know, that's all you can think of. What can they do with it right now? Probably not much till the transfer window opens. Um, and again, that's just kind of so random to bring them, you know, and, and do that to them. But I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. The, win- the window closes the fourth and then it reopens in July. Okay. So I mean, technically, they could do something now. I, okay. I think. I wasn't I sure know. if it if it was close yet or not. I thought that it was like mid April, but I guess yeah. they got MLS to has maybe. their weird rules. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, and we, you can sit here and probably you will do a better explanation of the gam tam jam, all that good <laughs> good stuff. All but. the all the ams. <laughs> um. But yeah, so. I, you know, unless you guys want to add anything else about the Texas Derby, we can move into. Let, uh, I wanna, I wanna okay. talk about our right wing, like that. That's because th- there's nobody there. Like, I'm sorry, but Pasher and and uh, Baird, like they're non-existent, non-existent. And then you have Thiago, who, yes, we have seen him play or whatever with Dynamo Dos, but honestly, like he hasn't you know like people say oh you know he's this and that but i did me personally like maybe i didn't see anything or i didn't see like much you know to say like oh like i can't wait till this kid is like ready to go you know like he he hasn't like stood out to me in the u.s open game or 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 even with dynamo those when he got some minutes in so like i don't know what we're doing on that right side you well, know, like I'm, I'm giving Fafa some slack on the left because hmm. he is a little bit more dangerous. I think he still needs to tune uh, some things because he's not, he's not going, he's not as dangerous as he was last year. Yeah. Um. It, but the right side, you know, completely like I think Dorsey has too much on his plate. Uh, you know, playing right back position because I feel like he has to defend and do the attack because the attacker on, in front of him is not doing much. He attacks. But, 
Well, that's a, I feel like well, I mean he, I he does like more than Baird and Pasher. That's true. Pasher Pasher's like one of those guys that like he comes off the bench and you're like, oh man, we got to see more of this guy. And then you see more of him and you're like, hey, maybe you should just come off the bench. Like, like he, he might just be like a super sub, which I mean, that's fine. But yeah, it doesn't go to help the right wing. Like, and I've always thought for even in years past with Tab, like this team, this team that has like a good three, four, three, five, two kind of like uh, personnel. Like you could play Dorsey and Lundqvist at wingbacks play like teenage Parker Bartlow or had one of them at center backs and then just like basically basically let Lundqvist and Dorsey have the wings and just play out of the middle I mean that's where your that's where your creative guys are anyway put Fafa forward with Sebastian and just tell Fafa to run so (laughs) and if 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 he wanted to stay at a 4-3-3 then Probably playing Griffin Dorsey on the right wing wouldn't be a I bad mean, option you either. Might as well, or let yeah. let Zeka play right back. I mean, that's what yeah. you signed him for, right? But yes. let Dorsey Dorsey was a, I think he was a like an outside mid, a winger when he came out. Like I think that's his natural. I mean, like Christian said, you're not getting anything out of right wing now anyway, so you might as well yeah. try something. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And again. The I've said it in the past, you know, some people married like, well, well, how come Seca's not playing or how come Tiago's not playing? But they didn't really spend a ton of money to begin with, you know. So being that they're free transfers and I mean, I'm sure their salaries are kind of hefty, but, um, you know, that that question may not arise as easily, especially being that they're I mean, maybe for Tiago a little bit more, just because he's an attacker, and we're kind of liking that. Yeah, really. it, yeah, but like, yeah, what you're saying, like they're not, they weren't like these, you know, big name signings that like people around MLS were like, oh man, like Hector Herrera type signings. Like that's a guy that goes right into the eleven, regardless of who else yeah. is there. <laughs> yeah. Like Zeka, like yeah, Tiago, they're yeah, they're out of con. Like Zeka was out of contract. I think he was a free agent. So I mean. He was just chilling at the house. Yeah, not doing much. So might as well <laughs> get paid Herrera's a little playing, bit. Yeah, Hector <laughs> Herrera's playing in La Liga for one of the best teams. It's a little different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, he was just playing Champions League not too long ago. Yeah, and exactly. that's crazy. And I mean, I think we're all uh, are smart enough. You know, people, pe- the people like us that follow the club in the sense of like we've seen change already happen with this, you know, new regime with the new owner with Pat. Um, and at this point, it's all evaluation, right, that is happening. Um, you know, the turnover for the squad, as much as we want it to be, uh, you know, kind of just a big turnaround, that that's never really works out. You, you guys can go and ask, like, FC Cincinnati how that went a few times a day or even enter. They just kind of went like, nope, we're starting from scratch again. Uh, it just doesn't work that well. And so implementing, I think Paulo's doing a good job of implementing, like, the type of, game he wants to play so eventually just be bringing uh the better players and i mean from what we can tell ted is willing to spend if it works so yeah uh, for sure i don't i don't think i'm really worried and uh i guess to finalize the uh texas derby in the sense of i, I was kind of happy that ferreira got that goal in a big you know big match so that also um it, it's a good sign for the team even though we obviously didn't get the results I have I have one question before we move on. If I asked you how old Griffin Dorsey was, what would you think? So we actually had this. We talked about we said twenty six years old at some I was, point. And I was he, thinking like twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. He and, just turned twenty three. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. He, March fifth, ninety nine is his birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. But hey, he's he's still got some Put him at right wing, follow. Yeah, give, him, to this. give him a chance. He has all the energy. Yeah, I thought that after he cut his hair, that was it. You know, that was like going to be the end of it. And Fancy. he's still been pretty play, playing pretty good so far. Yeah. For what it is. Since, I mean, nobody can do good on that right side, it seems. But Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, and, and that's the thing about Dorsey. It's not like he's like a super skillful player. He just hustles. You know, like he just a hustler and like I think it's his chin guards 
the, the that, super low yeah. shin guards. <laughs> I think that that gives them speed, right? Like like a swimmer yeah. type thing. <laughs> but like the kid, like he's always like he's always a hundred, you know. Like he's never not sprinting, you know. Like and that's usually how it goes for you know the guys that aren't as talented. It's there's just a work ethic, and I think you know he kind of came out of nowhere last year, and he just made appearance after appearance doing all kinds of little moves, getting a few assists. I mean, he was probably the guy causing the most havoc apart from Fafa Pico last year. I mean, yeah, and he's, like, he's super talented, too. Like, he was Generation Adidas coming out of college. He was picked, like, I think sixth overall or something in the draft. So, like, he's super talented. Like, he he didn't just forget how to play soccer all of a sudden. He's had some struggles, (laughs) but... (laughs) He, he, and he's just turned 23, so he, he's definitely not uh, he's past long, his prime. Career. Yeah, yes, yeah. He's, he's barely, yeah, he's getting into it, and he's not doing bad. Like, I mean, he's he's doing a heck of a job. I, I mean, if sometimes if it wasn't for him, that right side would be just destroyed, you know. Like, defensively, he's good, and you know, in the attack, he can you know, he can go all the way down to the touchline and, and throw a cross, and and they're pretty decent, you know, it's not like he's. He's a terrible crosser. Hey, even if he so. it gets deflected, it still finds somebody. We saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, Quintero got one a couple of weeks. Yeah, back. that was just, I think Miami. Yeah, yeah, against Miami, it was got deflected and Quintero headed in. Yeah, so it's like as long as you get him towards the goal, something can always happen. Yeah. Um, but guys, I guess we can move into the next match, which. Again, I feel like they're kind of throwing this uh, team from Austin in our face, putting them so close to big matches. And, uh, and and like I was thinking, even with injuries, the only saving grace is the fact that we get teenage for this matchup. So at least if there is, you know, if we have some guys missing, the whole spine is not completely obliterated. Uh, only, you know, we get a little bit of maybe defense and, and – uh, and our goalie, hopefully, he's good. But anyways, we'll start a little bit on on your thoughts on this match coming up, Dustin. You know, what are you thinking? Uh, I we we know your your true feelings for for this matchup, but uh, we, you know, what are you thinking? You know, I, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, Austin's played well this year. You know, there's been all this discussion among. MLS people and their fans and like these arguments about well they haven't played anybody or you know they played the weakest teams in the league blah 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 but I mean you you play what the schedule says and they've been they've looked pretty good I mean Sebastian Drews he's like probably in the MVP conversation he's been super good um, they got this a Rudy guy who like came from nowhere. <laughs> I just, just like Maxi Rudy is like this cockroach. Like he just never, like you think he's gone and like, like oh well, he's going off to Austin to like be a backup or just it, to like. And he's about to cap on his goals probably too. He's he's probably getting there. He'll give you about what five or six a year, and uh, uh-huh. then then he'll bomb about thirty shots into the second deck. That's <laughs> that's kind of what he does. But no, I mean they're. They're just a they're just a really sound team. I mean, they don't really have any like star stars that people would know, you know, like the big name type stars. But they just have they've built a roster of just strong players like Alex Ring and um, I mentioned Ryuzi. They have like Ethan Finley, some of these MLS veteran type guys that they just they've been playing well. So it's hard to it's hard to judge them too because you know. They really haven't played anybody. You know, they played Miami. They played Vancouver. They played Cincinnati. Um, teams of the Dynamo played some too. Um, so it's going to be, I think it's going to be a test. Um, it's at home. It's in the middle of the day. It's going to be, I'm sure it'll be a, a, a raucous little environment amongst the fan bases. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it, to seeing how this one goes. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, for sure, there's going to be a lot of green in that orange, faded orange stadium that we have. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, I, I think uh, this matchup again. You're coming from such a high of emotions, you know, playing against your arch nemesis FC Dallas, and then kind of coming into another in, interstate rival in Austin, just so. Like back to back, like I said, that kind of 
it, I don't know if it saturates a little bit of that, you know, ongoing rivalry that is trying to be built. Uh, and I mean, you got to remember, we just played RGV as well. And then we have San Antonio. So that's, you know, four matches of interstate rivals, basically, that you're playing within a month time. Um, but I, I agree in the sense of, you know, Austin, as much as, you know, everybody wants to not like them uh, in general, especially because of their fan base. Um, I think that, I mean, that that's the truth. You know, they're just the fan base is, I don't know, they, they, and maybe because they've seen it, they've seen it, you know, uh, in, in other uh, places like Atlanta, you know, how the fans just got behind them and, you know, what, within two years they won the championship or is it three years that, that you know, it's, yeah, yeah. The whole the new the the new MLS expansion is is so different than years before, mm-hmm. and uh, it yeah. And I was telling you guys in the group chat earlier that Austin fans were born on third base and they act like they hit a triple. Yeah, I mean, but they they've gotten that from <laughs> yeah, they, they got nice. that torch from Atlanta. I mean, they come into the league now, and these expansion teams have so much given to them. They have expansion draft. They get like five players. They they have so much. Um, they have their allocation. own stadiums. If not they have so much allocation months. money. Um, they have, you know, they can. I mean, they can sell. Like Atlanta went out and got Joseph Martinez, Miguel Almiron, like huge players that you would have never thought. Like in old these old school MLS teams would have never. I mean, even going back to Seattle is really when I think when it started. You know, Seattle brought in like Owusemi Martins, Clint Dempsey, just started showing like to, to these new teams with these big money owners, they can come in and they can they can rile up the fan base by just from the jump being good. And that's what that's what uh, Atlanta was, and that's what I think Austin's trying to be. They didn't do it mm-hmm. so much last year, but. Um, so far so good this year (laughs) and then you have clubs like us or even dallas they're finally spending some kind of money as well you know Uh, yeah and it it forces it forces the other teams to you know you can't let we're not gonna let austin go over here and show us up so you gotta (laughs) you gotta do your own thing but uh christian what are your thoughts on this match coming up Austin. i don't know austin is weird like (laughs) they keep keep it weird man (laughs) I mean, I was just looking at, like, some stats. They scored 20 goals already, and we only – like, Dan only scored 11. So, obviously, they, they can put the ball in the back of the net, which is kind of, like, not the scary part, but it's, like, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty high, you know, on their horse. You know, second place, and, you know, they have – you know, everything is new and shiny, of course. So, obviously, they're going to have that confidence of, of trying to take over the world. Um, and I think, you know, the Houston Dynamo has to be that team to kind of just put a stop to it, you know, to, to, to that dream, not that dream, but, you know, like, you need to calm down type, type thing, you know, like, and, and not, you know, like rivalry, anything like that, because I think, you know, they still have a, a, a few more years to go to kind of catch up and to be in the conversation. I think, you know, just history wise, like. It, it's kind of disrespectful to 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 the Dallas Houston you know rivalry to say Austin you know comes in but but of course you know since they have they can get a few more people in their stadium now so obviously they they think they're they're the they're the shit you know but but I think the next big thing for sure exactly so they think they're Atlanta but but they're not but now I think if this is the opportunity that teams like Houston or even if they play Dallas, like they're going to have to like show up, like put them in their place basically. And, and I know that, you know, like we were saying, you know, uh, they haven't played, you know, I think out of the eight games that they played, one of them was like, one of them is like in the top, uh, I think it was like Minnesota or something like that. It's like in the top half. And then the rest of the teams that they played, you know, are bottom half teams. So obviously they, they haven't been tried and, you know, I don't know where I heard it, but, you know, Portland was our first kind of like trial, you know, and, and we, you know, it was a zero zero game. We probably, you know, it could have gone either way. Uh, I, you know, personally, I think I said that we, we lost that match in, in, you know, in my eyes, I think we got lucky that we just came out zero zero, but I think it was a good test for the dynamo to kind of see what, what they're at compared to the bigger teams or, or to the teams that, you know, historically have been better. And I think, 
playing this Dallas, you know, it might be more of a, an affection thing than, but if uh, Paulo, you know, he went into, into the Dallas match saying, oh, you know, rivalries outside the lines, you know, inside the line, we, we play the game type of thing. So if he's going to have that same mentality, then I'm, I'm wishing and I'm hoping for him to actually come out tactically and beat Austin, you know, tactically, you know, beat Austin in the game, playing, you know, playing the game, playing smart, you know, playing good soccer and, and hopefully, you know, all the, all the players are available because I, you know, God knows that we need Quintero to create. God knows we need Vera to defend and, you know, and we need to fix our right wing problem. And, you know, and we need Fafa to kind of click, you know, and come back into this game and then actually wreak havoc like he has in the past. And obviously we're still waiting on, on Ferreira to fully like come out of his shell. You know, he's like, he only scored three goals and, and you know, two and one and one last game, but I think he's not fully out yet, you know, to, to what his, his potential, his what $6 million, $7 million potential could be. So if he can come out of his shell, you know, we're still waiting on that. Obviously there's a period of adjustment and hopefully this can be a game where he can adjust, but you know, the pieces kind of have to sit well. And, and hopefully if we have a good game, this could be the push that we need as a club, as a team to kind of go forward and, and, and show that we're, you know, a better team that we have been, you know, in the past. And I think we are, but, you know, I think games like this are vital because, you know, of all the, of the crap talking and all of the, because Austin now sits in second place, obviously, you know, the people see them as a good team. I mean, they are a good team, you know, they have really good players and they've been playing, you know, pretty good but they haven't had a real trial. So hopefully we can be that trial that they need. So I don't know what I said, but hopefully we win. Type thing. I think it made, I think it made sense. But yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I will, I will just, I will just add a couple of uh, numbers about Austin. Cause I was looking at some of their stats. So they're third in MLS in possession. They like to have the ball. So uh, San Jose's first. So it's going to be, it might turn into something like that San Jose game. Just kind of a, yeah. San Jose is going to have the ball, and then when they don't have it, the Dynamo are just going to break at them, and you might see seven goals again. <laughs> um, Austin's also second in the league in set piece goals. They have six goals from set pieces this year, so it's dangerous. It's going to be yeah. Don't foul them around the box. <laughs> don't give them a lot of corner kicks. Um, they're going to ha- they're going to have the ball, and they want set pieces, which. Two very dangerous things that you know that I'm, I'm sure the Dynamo are working on this week. But I mean, they they've shown that they can be a, a good team on counters. You know, there's a couple of games this year where they've had 30, 40 percent of the ball and and, and still played well. So I, I don't think that's a a negative for the Dynamo. I think you know um, they'll be okay with Austin having the ball and and they'll know they'll know to pick their to pick their spots and and, and uh, break them down. Yeah, it's it's a little nerve wracking because you again, if you really start thinking of just injuries, you're like, it's not gonna be pretty. You know, it, it could really go sour pretty dang quick, just because we know how uh, high energy Austin can be. Obviously, they played what five games out of their eight at home, and and you know yeah. the fan base gets them pretty riled up. Yeah, I mean, and you have a full stadium, you know. You have a, a lot of um, noise in your favor. Uh, it, it it helps. It's with a those... twelve men for sure. Like, yeah. it, 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 like, I mean, that's why I think that's why Dallas beat us. You know, last weekend yeah. because, like, literally, like, I'm not kidding when I say we were loud. Like, we were louder than the whole entire stadium. I think it probably probably helped that we had a wall next to us, so you know, acoustics or whatever. Yeah, I but agree. I I mean, I felt. You know, to, in my perception, I felt like we were loud for 80 minutes and, you know, they scored the first goal and, and that stadium was pretty packed. I mean, I don't know if they were giving free tickets or whatever it may be, but, you know, it, there was a bunch of people there and, and you know, they blew up when they tied up. And obviously you already have that, you know, emotion going in and like you just tied it up in the last 10 minutes and, you know, you're going to go all out. And they were playing a lot better than we were. So obviously that gave them a little something. So, I mean, and Austin has that. I mean, if we're going to, obviously I don't like to talk good about Austin or Dallas, but I mean, no, I mean they, they have the people there. So there's, you know, they're, they're, they have a good up. amount of traveling fans, just like, you know, 
teams like Seattle have. Um, good traveling fans. I'm trying to think of. Rich. Uh, uh, they they paid what fifty dollars. Hey, for when it. your team is that good, man, you start traveling <laughs> anyway. For doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so I mean, we know that on the field or outside of the field, in the sense of like fans, you know, you mentioned uh, Dustin. The matches at noon. Um, are we gonna have enough fans to show up to the game? I mean. It's it's one of those that for sure Austin's gonna bring a lot of people. They're gonna get a whole section. They're gonna be loud. They're gonna be obnoxious the whole ninety minutes. And uh, you know we know that our supporter section uh, can obviously get loud as well and give the fan or the team, um, you know that that extra push. I think the search has, is working on a big like tifo for this match. But I, I just I feel that you know this is this type of matches when you need the atmosphere uh, in a full stadium to kind of help you, and I don't know if we're gonna get that. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird kickoff. I get you know the TV thing; it's on a Univision or whatever it's on again. Um, so you know you don't get really. But yeah, it's right it's like right in the middle of the day. It's that time of year where. I'm not making excuses for Dynamo fans, but it's that time of year of like soccer and little league and all that kind of stuff that people are doing on weekends. So yes, if you're going to the game, be loud. I'm, I'm calling you out right now. Be loud, get hype. Cause it might only be like 10,000 people there. So, and there might be 3000 of them are Austin fans. Yeah, no, you're, so, you're I mean, right. And you gotta, if you're going, bring it. We, they need you. We forget that, you know, Austin only has one professional team. And right now, I mean, they're filling that stadium up like it's their only professional team. And yeah. they're, they're traveling like that, too. So, I mean, we, we have to be honest, you know, as, as fans of the Dynamo, <laughs> I feel points. like, and right, uh, I feel like we, we kind of are jealous of that, right? I mean, we want to be eventually, you know, look forward to, to having 500 of our fans travel, especially in interstate matches, obviously. But guys, if you guys have any specific you guys want to touch on this match, whether it be stats, numbers, you know, we'll leave it to to Dustin if he wants to add something. I, I wouldn't. I wanted to ask Dustin a couple like questions, like well, because you you obviously know a little bit more about the MLS in general. But, like, other than, like, ring, you know, what other players in Austin have you seen that, you know, to kind of look after, you know, basically, as a fan the, in a way? Uh, the, their goalkeeper is really good, Brad Stuber. He's kind of mm. like a – he's kind of like a <laughs> a journeyman, I guess you could say, type goalkeeper. Like, he, he never really – he never really had a, a anything, uh, like a starting anything. And now he, he got there and he's been, like – all of a sudden this like great player um they have uh, for uc i mentioned ring i mentioned uh danny Pereira, who was the number one mm-hmm. pick in the draft last year i think it is playing like the number one pick in the draft he's playing he's, good yeah he, he's been good and then they have like they have a bunch of like veteran guys like i was saying rudy obviously they uh diego fagundes uh nick lima isn't diego um, fagundes like had plays like 150 MLS matches. He was like 25 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's been here since he was like 12, I feel like. <laughs> but yeah, like Ethan Finley, they just have all these guys that have been in the league that, you know, just, that they, I mean, they, I don't know if it's the tactics, I don't know if it's the coaching. Um, Josh Wolf's kind of a young new coach like Nagamura is. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, and the, the funny thing is like, they're they're big the guys they spent money on like uh rodney redis is who's from paraguay they spent money on him he like never plays um cecilio dominguez mm-hmm. is in trouble for something they don't really know about um he's probably oh, he got Paraguayan too. yeah oh, so he so he might be coming back soon but like yeah. these and then they sp- i can't think of the guy that the the argent didn't they sign a guy from argentina or something that they sent on loan maybe i'm i'm not i'm, lo- I'm looking yeah i think you're talking no 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 he's talking about pochettino but they basically sent him they basically sent him away like we don't need you we'll just like get guys like Diego Fagundes <laughs> and I think he was yeah. probably like one of their best players last year too yeah. which is kind of crazy yeah so it's like it's it's like how are, how are they this good really <laughs> and but 
And out of all the names you mentioned, you didn't mention any defenders. And, you know, that's to me, and I myself haven't really heard of any of their defenders. I mean, we know, what's his name? Nick Lima plays with them, but I don't yeah, even he, think he's been playing. He's he's like an outside back. Um, they have Cascante, the, who's a Costa Rican, I think is one of their center backs. And then they signed this gigantic guy from Norway, um, Gabrielsen. Um, who's started this? Uh, I think he scored in that was that three-two game that they came back against DC with like three goals in five minutes or something ridiculous. Yeah, that was, um, that was weird. That was really bad. Like is that is that how the coach got fired for DC after that game? Basically? Yeah, Austin's basically uh, Austin's claiming that they're getting every coach fired. They got DC's coach fired. They got Almeida fired. They're <laughs> They're like coach killers, so people, I don't think people they're gonna like, get people are like people are like, damn, we lost to Austin. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna get Paulo fired, <laughs> so I, it's it, we're good. But uh, yeah, the, it just goes to show that you, like you said, you don't really you never really heard of their defenders, and yet they're still playing pretty well. They just seem to be like outscoring everybody. That's basically it. But uh, guys, I know it's kind of early. It's only Tuesday. But predictions, you know, we have to kind of give out our predictions. So, uh, Christian, you want to go first? Uh, just kind of your prediction on the match. So I was actually, before before even Dustin mentioned the fact that, you know, it might be like a San Jose game, I, I, I was thinking about, you know, the whole like, like being an emotional game. So I was thinking a 3-2 victory for the Dynamo. And, and that, I, that was like today thinking about, you know, like it's going to get crazy. It's going to be a lot of back and forth. You know, where everybody's going to just go nuts. I think they might, I don't know. I think Austin is going to want it to make, you know, this another derby. I mean, technically, I guess it is in a way. But, uh, and, you know, and the people obviously outside, they're making it seem like that. You know, obviously there's a lot of hate going on on the Twitter sphere. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit chaotic. So I'll say 3 2. Houston, I think we're going to win it. And obviously, this is with the information we have, right? Because we don't know how, who's going to be out yet, and we'll yeah. find out on Thursday. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'll let you change change it if we find out that <laughs> some key, key players are out. But uh, uh, what about you, Dustin? What are you feeling, man? Yeah, I was – earlier when I was talking about the press conference being tomorrow, today's Tuesday, I don't even know what day it is. Um, but <laughs> – I'm kind of with Christian. Like, um, I can't remember which one of you guys mentioned. They've only played three away matches this year. They they lost to Portland away. Um, yeah. They drew with San Jose away. They were up two 0 and and gave it up late. And then they had that wild three two game with at DC. So they haven't been great on the road. Um, so I I want to my heart my head says two two something like that. But I could see I could see the Dynamo. Christian said getting getting kind of an emotional fans behind you Darby type atmosphere and coming away like three two three one subject to change my pick though <laughs> for sure <laughs> we won't we will go and won't hold anything uh down because uh because we, and again we need to know a little bit more information that's gonna kind of be in and out but uh I do feel no matter who it's playing, it's going to be – it won't be another 0-0. I know we've had two already at PNC, uh, but just the way the amounts of goals that Austin has scored, uh, you know, I just don't see it being another 0-0 match. Um, and I'm kind of feeling a 2-2 as well. And this is me just thinking if the guys are missing. Um, but, I mean, it, it's funny to say, you know, we – was it the uh, earthquakes match that you guys were referring to about a seven goal, uh, you know, match? Yeah, you're right. I could definitely see it be that high up there. Um, we just saw what was it? New York City FC and Toronto do nine goals. So, shoot, I mean, it's MLS. Anything can go. And and if teams like Austin are gonna score, then the only way that uh, Dynamo can stay in the match is to do the, some scoring themselves. Um, kind of questionable where they're going to come from, but that's how they have to approach the game. Just trying to outscore their opponent. That's, that's how you win, no? <laughs> um, yeah. Les, uh, let me talk about Dynamo Lowe's for a split second. 
because uh, I mean, five wins. I mean, five games, five wins. None, none of them have gone to PK. Obviously, they played North Texas, who technically is like their their rivalry, right? Um, and you know, the the kids. I don't know if we should call them kids, boys, young men. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they got another victory, man. Three two uh, goals from uh, Veto Avila. Well, he scored the last one, but um. Who was it? Uh, Vito Avila, Diego Gonzalez from uh, in Talon scoring his yeah. first goal. Uh, Diego Gonzalez goal that was pretty nice. Uh, it was a three kick, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and like I always say, I, I've talked to his dad before, so I'm pretty sure they were happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like twice, but sure. cool people. So, if you know, if you listen to the show, Christian talks to everyone's dads, yes, Christian's and, boys uh, with everyone. I've talked to uh, Kenny Bundy's dad. <laughs> And and just Diego Gonzalez, that that's it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll find more people to talk to. But yeah, man, shout out, shout out to those guys. You know, they, they it was it was a hard game. I, I didn't get to watch it completely because you know we were on the bus uh, on our way back from Dallas to Houston or Frisco to Houston, and you know it was cutting in and out. And so we were, and then I would fall asleep, you know, because you know long ride. Uh, we were up at five in. The, well, I was up like at five in the morning to go to Dallas. And then we came back that same day, got home like around 10 30. So it was a long day, but um, yeah, man, three, two, they, they, it was a rough one. Cause you know, North Texas, you know, historically has, they have been a good team. So, and obviously they put on a fight, but you know, Kenny Bundy keeps going with his team three, two. What do you guys think about that? Let me, let me ask you this. So you, you have MLS next pro now, which is kind of like this, you know, triple a type, league of of um basically who's next in mls right um we already have two mls coaches that have gotten fired there's going to be more that's what happens this offseason there's going to be more if kenny bundy keeps dominating bro paulo's new right so like paulo's not going anywhere for at least i would say two years kenny kenny needs to not win so much that's all i'm saying (laughs) yeah you'll see You'll see a team like FC Cincinnati or someone like that pick him yeah, up. Yeah, like I mean, like San Jose or somebody. Like he's obviously he's obviously really good with young kid, the young players. Like he's he, he's been he's been with the Dynamo for I don't know how many Christian that will know better than me, but he's been around these guys. Like he calls them his wow. guys, you know. And yeah. he he has so many of them that he's like coached since they were you know kids. Um, so he he obviously is is great at developing players, um, and now he's showing that he can he can be a very good, you know, coach of a, um, a, a not first team, but a high level team. Um, so he's definitely going to be start popping up on radars. I feel like we don't want that though. <laughs> yeah. It's especially when you see his team has to, you know, lose players like Palomino and, yeah. you know, just kind of like losing they a few guys, along. Uh, you know, obviously Ethan Barlow and they still continue to do good, which is kind of crazy. And now, they would be going flying out to what is it, Tacoma or Seattle? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, He's, I, he, they've played what three goalkeepers in five games? Yeah. 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 Like they just, you know, they just mix and match guys. Yeah. Like you got, they were talking about the Dynamo's depth. The Dynamo does don't have a depth issue. Yeah. I think they're <laughs> just, yeah. You, I think, you know, they're so, the team is so good. They just can plug and play anyone really. And, it's just crazy they, to see that. You can tell they really like – number one, they really like playing for Kenny. Um, yeah. Like you can tell um, when they celebrate and when, and stuff. They, like they're super close with Kenny, and they really like playing with each other. You can tell they're, they're friends, and they a lot of them have grown up together. And, I mean, that's that's big. Like these guys are – you know, they're people too, and especially these guys. They're super young. That's funny you know, that you say that because, you know, obviously in the age of social media – I don't know if you ever noticed this on their Instagrams. They literally post other people's stuff all the time. And that's rare. Shouting each other out. Yeah, it's it's really like- rare. I, and for, I mean, how many times have you seen Fafa like post anything about Quintero or something like that? Like, it's it just even not the in, case. Even in press conferences and stuff. Like, I know Papa will like, he's always talking about, you know, how great Beto played or how great Marcelo played. Or you can tell they're just like, they're all boys, the boys. and yeah. they love to shout their boys out. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's awesome to see. Cause I mean, you can be as, as talented as, as, as possible, but having that chemistry and having that, um, 
that locker room, just like, you know, being a family, it, it, it means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you see the trust, like you said, apart from the guys, they're, you know, willing to, you know, uh, do what they can for their, their teammate. Like you mentioned for their coach, it, I, you know, not necessarily that apart from them, liking them, you know, you notice how Kenny has so much trust in them, you know, he allows them to a here, this is kind of what I need you to play, but I tr trust you fully that you're capable of doing it. And so that's a big deal. You know, like you said, to these young guys that some of them have either college experience, some of them are straight out of the Academy um, or, or some of them like say even talent Maples, you know, kind of came from Toronto, uh, a Dallas kid. Uh, but they just all kind of have that, that, uh, what's the word um the locker room is just very strong for sure also like you know doesn't say they have a kenny connection kenny is really good in because if you talk to most of those players they they've been knowing kenny and yeah have a what, relationship with him whether they yeah. know him from the academy whether they yeah. know him from brasses uh you know Valley. yeah that's probably yeah so yeah. it's just you talk to them and somehow there's yeah a connection there which is kind of imagine if kenny lee like if he leaves he's gonna take a bunch of those guys with him <laughs> so <that's, laughs> they go they go down all those i shouldn't have i shouldn't have spoke this into yeah, existence yeah. yeah i was like nobody thought about that till now. <laughs> son of a gun well that's another one i haven't done a ton of research on this match so we, we'll save the predictions for uh you know for palomino to maybe not like and and yeah. have a mean mug when he sees yeah. them especially mine but uh I guess you guys want to, I know we had some dash news and we try not to, or we don't do a lot of dash information. However, this is bigger than soccer. Uh, you know, if you want to kind of mention that a little bit, uh, Dustin. Yeah. Um, I know that it's like literally was like breaking as we started recording this podcast, but yeah. Uh, James Clarkson, who's the dash kid coach, general manager. He's been there since, Oh, I don't know, three, four years now. Um, he was suspended effective immediately based on the findings from a uh, NWSL and NWSL Players Association investigation. Um, outside of that, what does that mean? We don't really know. Um, but basically, he's out as Dash coach. Um, there's going to be an interim coach named. They start their season on Sunday. So it's like yeah. <laughs> not the best timing. I mean, obviously if this is something terrible, then you want him out um, whenever and timing doesn't matter, but NWSL has had some issues recently with other coaches, um, abuse and um, discrimination, harassment, all kinds of awful things. So the league has started looking into things and apparently they found some things um, around Clarkson that have, um, led them to suggest that the Dash suspend him and the Dash have done what the league wants and they've suspended him. So I'm sure we'll hear some more. Well, we may, I mean, we may or may not hear more. Um, it just depends on what we get from this investigation. Um, so hopefully we see we get some light on it. Um, obviously, feel for the players and the staff and everybody at the Dash because it's got to be awful to go through, especially they're, they're getting ready for a season and then this hits them. Um, so whatever's going on with them, we got their backs. Yeah, and and I think you mentioned the league. I think you kind of feel bad for the league as well because it feels like they're trying to take a few steps forward and they take like 10 steps back at times. Yeah, and I mean, you don't want anything. Like, obviously, you don't want this to be happening to the Dash or happening to Houston. But if if, if the league – I mean, the league is, is, is trying to proactively get rid of, for lack of a better term, these creepy coaches – um, criminal coaches um, they're doing these awful things and if, if that's happening in Houston then by all means you know get them out of here clean the NWSL needs to clean the league up and, and they have a new commissioner I know who just started um, Jessica Berman I think is her name um, so yeah they they have some work ahead of them and if this is part of that then it's going to run its course and that it will and Christian with that, man, you want to go ahead and tell the people where they can connect with us? Yes, sir. So you can find everything at dynamotheory.com. You can get all the breakfast links Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I almost forgot. Uh, you can find, uh, you know, Dynamo Theory at dynamotheory.com. 
or I just said that at Dynamo Theory <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find me at Chris Putalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. You can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01 or your local uh, baseball stadium. <laughs> and you can find Dustin at Dustin Richardson with no O, right? Yeah, Dustin with a Y, Richardson with no O. You can find me there. Dustin with a Y. I'm, I'm weird yeah, like man. that. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're we're glad you joined us. Uh, hopefully, you join us more often, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was fun. And, Appreciate uh, it, boys. And with that, man, Rodrigo's not here, so you want to do his thing, Christian? I think if like, I remember. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't forget to hold it down and keep it for everyone. There you go.